Alright, welcome to the Riding the Wall podcast. I'm Chad. And I'm Justin. And we're going to talk more NASCAR. Glad you're back. That's right. Last week, next week, everything in between. You're going to hear our thoughts, our opinions on all of it. We're not going to hold it back because that's not what we know how to do. Um, and if you don't like it, tough. That's all I can say. It's our opinion. It's what yeah, we got. Find another podcast if you don't like this one. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And uh, we're going to discuss our fantasy league. And at the end, we're going to give you our picks for the next race at Richmond, which I think is going to be a pretty good race. Yeah. You know, they're going with the new, the new downforce package. Um, so, but we're going to get into all that a little bit later. We're going to talk about Coda and some fallout from Coda first, which before we even get into that, we'll talk about the Hendrick penalties that got rescinded by the independent panel, um, so if you don't know, the original penalty was $100,000 per team, so a total of $400,000 to Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, crew chiefs suspended for four weeks. <clears throat> um, 100 owner points for each car and 100 driver points for each car. Now, Hendrick Motorsports appealed that and... The independent panel that doesn't have anything to do with NASCAR, um, they reviewed everything. They reviewed what NASCAR rules are and what NASCAR said and what Hendrick Motorsports says. And, uh, and, and their plea to get that penalty reduced. And they came up with giving the points back, giving the driver points back, giving the owner points back, but keeping the $100,000 penalty and the suspension of the four crew chiefs. So, my quick thoughts on that is is I'm okay with that, just because when the penalties were handed out, I said I I'm, I'm okay with the the monetary fine. I'm okay with the crew chiefs being suspended. I was not okay with the driver points um, getting taken away from the drivers, but I was okay with the owner points getting taken away, just because for one, it didn't make it to competition. Um, which I've heard a lot about this week, and and number two, the owner points getting taken because the owners, the crew chiefs, everybody around building the car and putting the car on the track knew that those louvers were bad, right? Well, I'm gonna I, I, crew chiefs definitely yes. Owners, I don't know if the Wood Brothers would know something like that or if rick hendrick would know something like that sometimes he's there on the weekend sometimes he's not um but, i know i know i've done things my boss don't know about right you know what i'm saying <laughs> but uh yeah. you know definitely the crew chief because if the crew chief don't don't know that's happening he don't need that he don't need that job you know what i'm yes. saying that crew chief better know <laughs> everything going on that car every weekend Right. Every adjustment made. And my take on that is that crew chief is kind of a... He's the representative. Micro, he's the representative. He's an extension of Rick Hendrick for right. that car. or So he is there. My, Rick Hendrick is not going to micromanage this garage, but that crew chief is. So that crew chief is the extension, basically, right. of Rick and, Hendrick and in I that could situation. Go, I could go either way on the owner points, but... Just because of what you're saying, I agree. You know, 
my my thing is going to be I want these owners to stick around in NASCAR as long as possible. I want this yes. sport to stay alive. I want it to stay healthy. <laughs> and Rick Hendricks now, because the owner points got hit, he's going to be the one putting that foot to the ass saying, will you ever do this again? Right. And we're going to have problems, you yeah. know? So I, I, I can go that way on it. But, yeah, I'm right there on the same page with you as far as driver points go because them drivers, I'm not, I'm not going to say none of them's mechanics or – yeah. work on their cars i don't know if they do or not i'm gonna venture out and say most of them don't if any of them you know but i don't think them driver points should have been touched so. I, yeah I, I agree and <clears throat> and one of the big uh, stories after these uh, penalties got rescinded was it's basically taking the authority away from nascar and that's the big back and forth that we have right now is that NASCAR is setting this, trying to set this standard and trying to establish a tone of don't touch the car. You know, these are the rules. We're going to enforce them strictly and we're going to enforce them across the board fairly. It doesn't matter if you're Rick Hendrick or if you're a colleague racing or if you're Wood Brothers. It don't matter. We're going to enforce these things across the board the same way for everybody. And for the most part, I'd I'd say over the past couple of years, I think they've been doing a pretty good job of enforcing them fairly and evenly, but it's the independent panel that comes in and they kind of overturn what NASCAR is saying. So they're, they're I basic. think I think it's a good thing. I think it it uh, you get a bigger window for transparency. <clears throat> yeah, you know what I mean. You 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 go to court and you have a judge and a jury, right? Right. So, I mean. That's why, mm-hmm. you know, for reasons like that. So I, th- I think it's a good thing. I think it'll keep, um, I think it'll keep the lines less blurry, you know. I mean, if you got the, if you got the NASCAR board, you know, potentially fining or punishing it, let's say for an example, Stuart Haas for something and down the road, two years later, um, Penske does the same thing and don't get the same penalty. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. I think having that independent board will help keep things keeps, between the ditches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it keeps the fairness and the... Uh, it keeps... How to say this? It keeps one, one ruling body from being the judge, jury, and executioner. You know, when... Especially in this case, when Hendrick... Motorsports said that they knew there was a problem with these louvers when they got them. My question about this is, okay, they had an issue, and apparently they had had discussions with NASCAR on how to fix this or how to make these things right or fair, and nothing got concluded with that. But once NASCAR took these illegal louvers at the track, what was it, uh, Phoenix that they got taken away at uh, Phoenix or Vegas it was one Phoenix. of the two one it of the was two. Phoenix yeah I know they're out west but uh, yeah. but as soon as they got these louvers taken away they were able to put some replacement louvers in that was legal right so NASCAR allowed the teams to practice with the illegal louvers as soon as the car comes off the track they repossess these louvers so then Hendrick somehow I guess you know 
the spare toolbox in the in the truck there they've got some spare louvers that actually work so why wasn't those on the car to begin with that would be my question right um why but are, I, I think it keeps everybody honest you know what i mean it does it, i mean i don't see no problem with having that independent board i mean no i don't i think i think nascar has a problem with this independent yeah. board they're they're not liking it it's kind of like uh dad said no so they run to mom right you know yeah because mom will let me do this right so i'm gonna go talk to them because they've overturned quite a few uh penalties over the past couple of years and i, I don't have them in front of me but i know of like byron spinning out Ham hamlin last year on the caution lap you know he got points deducted and a monetary fine well they they kept the monetary fine and gave him back his points and there's been five well, or Custer six did other. the same thing at the road course, you know, to help to help Briscoe out, you know, when Custer's crew chief came over the radio and said, "Hey, it looks like you got a tire down." Yeah, you know, slow down. That tire might blow up. Yeah, and <laughs> you know they got busted on it, but yeah, you know you got to keep it fair. Yeah, and that that penalty stuck. Yeah, points and monetary, and that that could be part of the reason Custer don't have a job right now in the Cup Series. Well, that's just a small portion of it i think well, that, uh, i think four the results, years he didn't win i mean the results had a lot to do with that <laughs> <laughs> but that's just my take on the uh the points the stuff getting rescinded um i like the appeal board i think sometimes and this is this is a per uh, per incident thing it seems like sometimes they overstep their boundaries they don't quite let nascar enforce to the degree that they need to sometimes um well and, not only that but when you get some drivers that are very vocal and you know hamlin's one of them look uh kyle bush is one of them that you know harvick's one of them talk about the dirt track you know mm -hmm. when he fires back at nascar when they speak their opinion and then they start getting dinged every weekend. You know, we're pulling these four random cars yeah. after the race for the post-race inspection. <laughs> like Harvick did last year. Right. And it's just a coincidence you're pulling my car because I right. fired off at the mouth last week. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, you know, I I, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, so I having that independent thing. panel is, is good to, to fall back on there. I agree with that. Um what else happened at Coda? We had Suarez. Suarez got pissed off. He got fined for being an asshole. Yeah. Um, $50,000. Hit his own teammate. <laughs> I mean, come on. Just <laughs> Chastain got Chastained by his teammate. <laughs> Just straight up bumped him out of the way to get to, to get I mean, to bump usually, him. Usually Suarez gets penalized for something that's too many over the wall. You right. Know? I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but do you think that's a harsh enough penalty? For fifty thousand dollars, no points, nothing like that. That was all the penalty was for no contact I, I, on pit road. I think there needs to be. I, here's what I'm going to say: is every driver penalty should involve driver points. Period. Because true. That's my. That's honestly how I feel about it. I mean, you can throw a monetary fine in there too, but. 
it, if, it, if, it, if your team or team owner agrees with what happened on the track, that team owner is going to fork up the money for that penalty. Mm-hmm. And the, at the this monetary level, part. at this level, the monetary fines usually don't mean anything. Right. He got fined fifty thousand dollars. He's going to make that back next week. Right. You know. So I mean, he could sell a racing suit on eBay and probably get that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. It's but the a, points is going to hurt. Right, because them guys, are, I, I have, you know, I'm wholehearted confident that all 38, 40 of them drivers are out there doing the best they can because they love their job. They've right. done it their whole life. And you hit them where it hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, I, I'm a firm believer in that in life, not just NASCAR. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. but hit them where it hurts and i mean if it's a if it's a small thing i'm, I'm going to say a small thing that didn't affect the race or the outcome of the race what suarez did but maybe uh dinging 20 points and if you make it to the playoffs we're taking 10 you know what i mean do yeah. something like that yeah and each each type of penalty would come with a set amount of points like you know like something like what Bubba did to Larson at Vegas last year would come with a, maybe a fifty point or a hundred point penalty. Right. Whereas something you get out like of the what, car, yeah, I mean, it, you really, safe. you really did a lot of things right there. That's it's it's a no no. But with what Suarez did, now I get it. There's people on pit road, and it's it's a dangerous thing, and it's it's frowned upon highly. But I don't think that would be a one hundred point no. penalty. I think that would be a, maybe a, a twenty point penalty, or twenty five point, something like that. Something that's going to hurt. <clears throat> or, you know, I don't know, but it, it would set a boundary on it and make it clear, make it in a writing. A class A fine, a class yeah. B fine. you got a class A, class Bs, I right. like that. Yeah, something like that. And, uh, you know, you fall into this category if this is what you do, you yeah. know, and you get, um, let's say you get three penalties over something like that a driver gets three penalties you're suspended for a week yeah you know or something like that you know we're gonna sit your ass if you if you're not gonna learn just like i mean it's kind of like school you know you get detention i'm sure you got your dad whipped your ass for doing something and you didn't do it a second time Uh you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i don't think there's nothing wrong with tightening up some silly shit you know to especially and this is the 43 year old man coming out on me but especially with the younger generation in NASCAR, you know, yeah. I think they're not all of them, but some of them are probably more prone to tantrums like Bubba Wallace. Right. You know, um, Kyle Busch was that way at one time. Not just up until a few years ago, I right. think. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, you act up. You're going to time there's, out. Yeah, there's going to be consequences for that. And the consequences could differ depending on the severity of, of whatever it calls for. Um, so, just a couple more things on CODA before we move on. Now, you said you didn't see the Bubba interview no, during the race. Okay, so... If you didn't see the Coda race, Bubba I read about it had a wreck like halfway into the first lap or something like that. And he said in his interview that he had a brake line broke or some sort of line broke that was spewing oil or some kind of fluid 
out of the car and he couldn't stop. Well, I didn't see any of the cars behind him have any trouble, so he wasn't putting anything down on the track. And I've just never, I don't know, you don't see that very often, so I'm a little bit... Um, and along with what he did last year, when he said his steering went out as he was driving down the track to take out Larson, I'm a little <laughs> suspect of this brake line breaking, because it just looks like... And I don't think he had any ill intent to hit Larson or anybody else that was around. I just think it looked like he just forgot to turn. Right. You know, it looked like he was going down there. He was trying to catch the guys in front of him. And it looked like he forgot to turn. You know, it's kind of one of them oh shit moments. Slam the brakes and there's a car there. Right. Is what it looked like. But in his post-race interview, after he got uh, out of the care center there, they were doing an interview with him. And... Uh, his first, well, his, after he'd said what was the matter with the car, he said, you know, I've been in cup for six years. This is two weeks in a row. I've made a rookie mistake. I just need to be replaced. Well, Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan, if you're listening, well, I'm just waiting on the call. Right. That's yeah, a... <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. See? I've got a helmet ready. <laughs> <laughs> but um, first off, you know, that's obviously a big no-no, and I think, with these younger guys these days, a lot of them think that they can just say what they want and there's no repercussions for that. And to a point, that's true, but... You don't say that. You don't say, I need to be replaced at the highest level when there's a hundred guys ready to replace yeah. you tomorrow. Both of his bosses have had bad days at work. Talking about Hamlin and Michael Jordan. Yes. Michael Jordan never walked off that court in, after a bad game and said... Just I just need to be put on the bench. You yeah, know, that don't happen. No, he knows he's great, mm -hmm. and and he's he wants gonna that prove driver it. out there to you know before when twenty three XI started up before the Daytona five hundred last year, you know, um, they showed the pre race at the pre race they showed the interview with the first time Michael Jordan and Bubba Wallace met, mm -hmm. and you know they were sitting across from each other, talking and laughing and stuff like that, and the last thing that Michael Jordan said to him before they parted ways was just remember one thing. I don't write checks to losers. That's right. And it, it wasn't about you're black and I'm black. It wasn't about bringing a black driver in an ass car. All that stuff was left out of it because you've got an African-American owner and you've got an African-American driver, you which know? is rare. It is rare. At this level. And, yes. and there's nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> no, but, not at all. But Michael Jordan made it a point to say, remember one thing, I don't write checks to losers. Yeah. He don't care if you're black, white, brown, green, yellow. He don't care. Mm -mm. And that's that's what you want in an owner, mm -hmm. is you want somebody that wants to be out there and you know you can count on. And they're doing the right thing. Right. They're doing the right thing. They're giving 110%. And when you, when you even doubt yourself as far as saying, I just need to be replaced, he, w he wouldn't have had his shoes off yet. He'd been replaced. Yeah. If, I'm know, owning, if I own that team and a driver says I need to be replaced, okay, that tells me yeah, you don't want to be here. We can make it happen. You don't want to be here. And not only that, but I just signed a guy that's your teammate now. This is his first year. What? How many races in? Three, four races in, he gets a win? Yeah. You know, somebody wants to be out here, somebody that's in a Toyota for the first time, mm -hmm. you know, on the NASCAR circuit. And had three, what was it, three bad races to start the year? Just right. totally kicking him in the 
in the in you the know notes. in the bad feels. But uh, so he got a talking about Tyler Reddick. He he got a really bad start to the year, but he's still going out every week, giving that hundred and ten percent. And even if 110% means you finished 12th that day and you brought the car home in one plea, one piece, sometimes that's a pretty damn good day, Yeah, you know. Um, but he's already went out there and got a win for that team, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, uh... so that, that you know, when you're comparing the resume or, or the current status of Bubba Wallace versus a Tyler Reddick, and you got one guy saying, I need to be replaced... I mean, you're That's, you're five, six races into the year. How are you going to feel at race 32, 33, 34, 35? You know right, what I mean? Right. You're wore out. You're beat down. Yeah. You know, you're ready to go home. You're ready Are you for really a break. even trying at this point? Right. And, and Bubba has something that a lot of people don't have, which is the fact that because of the situation that he's in, he can attract a lot of good sponsorship. I mean, McDonald's is not a cheap sponsor. They're not one of the low sponsors. They're putting a lot of money into this team they're putting a lot of money into that car and they're putting a lot of money into Bubba because they have faith that he can go out there give 110 percent and show that show and, that McDonald's emblem going around the track all day yeah and bring <laughs> and bring them results home whether that's the fifth place tenth place or a win whatever the case may be that's that's what they're doing and to have the guy that they're supporting say I just need to be replaced well or quitter. Your sponsors can have you replaced. It, it may not just be a team owner thing. Your sponsors, depending on how much money they give and support that team with, they could be the ones that sponsors replace you. Sponsors control a lot. You know, they I mean, do, especially know, this, this day and age. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's you look at the um, what I still refer to as the Washington Redskins football team. Mm-hmm. You know, when they changed, they wasn't going to change the name of that football team. But all their sponsors, 100% of them, Nike, everybody's name that was on that stadium pulled their sponsorship and mm-hmm. said, "If until you change, until you change your team name, and they changed it immediately. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It stopped right there. The sponsor carries a lot of weight. Absolutely. That's where the paychecks come from, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It, I mean, hell, you know, Joe Gibbs <laughs> couldn't even get Kyle Busch one. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, look what happened to him. Yeah. So crazy, ain't it? It is crazy. It, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's weird times, but you really, and, and I know, and I'm, I don't know, it's kind of touchy because I want a driver to give his honest opinion when he climbs out of that car. I want to see the emotion. I want to see, is he pissed off? Is he happy? Is he whatever the case may be I, I like to see that because it shows that they're human they're not just this superstar that's put on a pedestal they've earned that pedestal but by earning that pedestal sometimes even in the heat of the moment or whether you're disappointed with yourself with what Bubba was or you're really mad like Suarez was you have to watch what you say when you climb out of that car even if you have to turn away and not say anything that's the that's that exactly is, what I was going to say that's better than going out there and saying something silly like I need to be replaced. Yeah. And another thing that caught my attention in that interview, same interview. He said maybe 10 seconds worth of stuff, but there was a lot there. Not only the I need to be replaced, but the two weeks in a row I made a rookie mistake. A broken brake line is not a rookie mistake. 
So does that mean there was really a broken brake line, or did he just mess up and blamed it forgot on a brake line? Forgot to turn. Yeah. He, yeah. So I think there's more in that than what we know. And uh, That team knows. You know. Oh, yeah. That, that team knows. Denny yeah. Hamlin knows. Them, them, that crew chief knows. Yeah. All them guys around Bubba knows. And he started the, the interview off with trying to be careful being on this slippery slope of self-doubt is what he said. Which I get that. I mean, if you're not winning a lot, there is self doubt. You know you got the equipment. You know you got the team. And you're frustrated. You're not getting the results right. that you think. So you should the only have. thing I can blame is me. Right. You know. Now there's a there's a difference in saying. I need to get my head on my ass. I'm <clears throat> I'm screwing up. Yeah. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the I'm gonna hit it harder this week than I have all year. Mm-hmm. But when you when you when that sentence. I just need to be replaced. Comes out of your mouth. Game over. I'm at least going to sit you for the rest of the season. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a lot of money out there going around that track. And and I'm going to worry about it being another driver. <clears throat> you know, if I'm if I'm every time I go to pass him or he's behind me, I'm going to worry about that. You know what I mean? Right. I'm going to what state of mind is this kid in? You yeah. know, is he going to make another rookie mistake? You right. Know? Is he going to forget to turn and take me out, which in turn affects my job performance? It affects my pocketbook. It affects my owner's pocketbook. So yeah, all eyes are going to be on on Bubba for a while because you know if it's, do you need some mental help? Do you need a break? You know, just you just need a friend to talk to. Yeah, you know, I'm sure he has those, but. What is it that you need to get your mind right so you can perform in this car? That would be, if I'm the owner, that would be the first question that I ask. What do you need? Secondly, but if I'm Bubba, you just have to put all that stuff behind you. If I'm in his position, I have to put all that stuff behind me. Okay, so I made two rookie mistakes in a row. Let's put that behind me. I'm going to go hit the simulator really hard. I'm going to be in the garage double time this week talking to the guys. You know, well, when you're at that level, when you're at that level, I don't have room or patience for self pity. Right, I don't. Me True. personally, and it's going to be even worse when I got millions of my own dollars on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You you come up through the ranks, you come up through uh, sprints or late models or Xfinity or Craftsman Truck Series or any of those. You should have had all that out of your system by now. Right, you know what I mean. You know so, how to you know how to fix yourself. Right, yeah. Because I mean, <clears throat> you know, those drivers just starting their careers in no matter what racing series they're in, they're going to experience that one hundred percent, sometime or another. They're going to oh, experience yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know, you never hear Timmy Hill out there saying, "Well, I just need to be replaced. I ain't finished in the top fifteen <laughs> in five years." You know, but, right. You know, he's out there doing it. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. Ty Dillon ain't out there saying, I just need to be replaced. Right. You know, you keep your head down, you keep working on it, and you keep improving. You you, that sentence better not come out of your mouth if, you, if you're if you my driver. Right. Or it's going to come true before you ever get the racing suit off. Right. I will have a replacement driver for and you. And I say that not just for Bubba Wallace, but... <clears throat> Anybody. I don't, I don't care who you are. Yeah. You I know? mean, if, if... Yeah. Even Kyle Larson comes out of that car and he's like... Psh, I suck. I just need to be replaced. Okay. Yep. You're replaced. Let's see how you handle that. I mean, there's a way to say that, and it's, guys, 
This is my retirement year. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Harvick and Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, all these guys have done that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They 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 know their mind and their body, and maybe occasionally their wives are telling them when enough is enough. You know? Right. It's it's time to be done. <laughs> you know. So, I mean, there's a time to say, I I need to I need to sit out of my car. Yeah. You know. And that's the way you do it. That's the way a professional does it, not. Yeah, and and you know when that time is. Yeah, you know, even Kevin Harvick, because he won a couple of races last year. I mean, he's, he's still, not. He's still at the top of his game. I mean, he may not be he's as still aggressive. Gonna, he's still going to be that race fan. Yes. You know that guy that is. You know, he's everybody knows that keeps up with NASCAR. Kevin Harvick's going in the booth next year. Mm-hmm. He's going to analyze or commentate the races, and it, it it's probably going to kill him. You know to sit up there and yep. critique these drivers mm-hmm. and watch these races when he, he's got that inside of him to be out there to do that. You know, yeah. I mean, you see it with Tony Stewart and Clint Boyer, and maybe Danica. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I should be out there crashing these guys, not him. You know? I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, uh, even Daryl Waltrip, you know, 20 years after he retired mm-hmm. is up there, you know, talking about how much, you know, he wants to be back out there and, you know, I mean, that doesn't leave you when you're that guy. You know? Right. It, when, it's, when, it's, when it's in your blood, it's it's there for life. Um, what about just the, the racing at Coda? It was a good race. Um, I uh, enjoy the race. I'm, I'm not a road race fan, but I enjoy watching Coda. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that last week. We we're both on the same page there. Uh, it was, it was a good race. Uh, a lot of action, good speed, mm-hmm. great weather, you know. But um, seven, in the in the last seventeen laps of that race, there was ten cautions. That's crazy. That is, and it went seven laps longer than what it was scheduled for because of the cautions. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, one thing I didn't mind about it was there at the end of the race, strategy fell into place. You know, you had guys that had been out there on four tires for, you know, 15, 20 laps longer than the other, or 13 or 15 laps longer than the other ones, you know? So I was excited to see that coming. I knew it was, and I knew it was going to come down to strategy. And what I didn't want was a green white checker screw all that strategy up you know right. I, th- I thought it was interesting because and i didn't get to see the actual last few laps because i work on race day almost all the time but i have to record it on tv and and i watch it when i get home but i didn't catch the end of it because there were so many green white checkers there at the end so many attempts to finish this thing that i didn't get the last one and uh so i didn't see that but with what you were saying, it was a strategy race, and you had they're, they're telling Tyler Reddick, "You're you're two laps short. You got to start conserving." So it's like, "Oh, here we go. This is going to get interesting." Yeah. And then we had a caution, so it took all that away. Yep. Now we're not into a strategy race anymore. It's just a everybody's survive. And gas. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a survive now. And then we have so many attempts at going. Then it becomes a strategy race again. So it's right. like it was, and then it wasn't, and then it was. And I enjoy that. Yeah. I, I really did enjoy that first one when it leveled the, or knocked the strategy out of the game, you know. Yeah. I, I, I'm a, 
I'm big on strategy. I like to see these guys think outside the box and, you know. Yeah, it's it's bringing the X's and O's, like in basketball or football, to the racetrack. And that's, that's when it becomes a team thing. It's not just which driver's better. Which team is going to do this the best? Right. Um, and, and I enjoy <clears throat> the mandatory caution stops being gone. You know, I did like that. It was it was the first time we've seen that since the stages have been placed yep. in the NASCAR. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed seeing the cars keep right on going. You know what I mean? It was yeah. it was nice on a road course. Yeah, that was nice to I see. I hope they keep that. Especially at Coda. And that's, that's bringing me into my next thing that I wanted to talk about. Here's the one thing that I absolutely hated about Coda. Turn one. It's It's fun to watch them drive through there. But when you get these guys that are six, seven rows back, just throwing their ball, throwing their car in there like a cannonball. Well, with when no they, repercussion, they're just knocking out ten people in front of them. Well, that, what skill does that require? Well, to me, I mean, it, it throws a, it throws the skill out the window. You know, yeah. the, the way that is set up in that restart zone with that turn one right there, those guys. The, the front of the pack is going to be scared to death. They're going to be downshifting, <laughs> already turning the wheel in turn one. you got to shit and get when, around that corner. When the guy in 30th is still in the restart zone. You right. know what I'm saying? He don't even know what's happened yet. Yeah. And, I mean, it ain't no secret. Them cars ain't got brake lights. Right. So And and it's not just at Coda. We have this at the Indianapolis Road Course also. Yeah, Sonoma, where, Watkins Glen. Where they come down through that long straightaway to a really sharp curve and the guys in the back are just throwing it in there which and the cars these days are are built to handle that they're built to take those kind of hits without cutting down a tire um, you know two years ago that wouldn't have happened there'd be there would have been 20 guys out there that were two laps down because they had to go and change a tire because it got flat but i'm not <clears throat> As a fan, I'm not as much on that throwing the car in there into, you know, just cannonballing it into that turn and just plowing your way through and picking up 15 spots. And that's what the they white, have to not do. Not until the white flag's out anyway. <laughs> yeah, and and especially if it's, you know, if it's under green and you've been running for a few laps and you just can't quite get around this guy, that kind of scenario, it... Uh, it makes more sense and it's a little more understanding. Don't make it right, but it's understanding. Well, I mean, but there, that's <clears throat> where your car is stronger than mine. You're in first, I'm in second. Your car is stronger than mine. Now it's time for the driver to show what he can do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to get those wins. I'm going to bump and run 100% of the time. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to dump you. I'm, well, I'm not going to say that with anybody. Right. <laughs> you never know when you're going right. to pull that one out. <laughs> I'm not going to say, you know, my best friend's riding alongside of me, my teammate, you know, and I'm not going to say I'm going to dump you, but my, my job out there is that to, corner. my job's to cross that checkered line first, you know. Right. It just, for the restarts, I guess is where I have the problem with it. Just because it's like Ross Chastain. He's the one that's responsible. Well, I guess he's not really responsible. Suarez is responsible for it, for his own actions. But Chastain's actions, he threw that car in there. Because I don't even remember what spot he was in. But he was back there a little ways. He threw that car in there and 
bounced it off of Bowman, which threw Bowman up into Suarez, and Suarez takes out Truex and himself, because and, Suarez was in the top five. He ended up finishing 27th because of the actions of his teammate. You know, I just think, at this level, we should not have the kamikaze cannonball move going into that. I mean, you would never see the likes of Dale Earnhardt, Daryl Waltrip, uh, Ricky Rudd, Mark Martin, those types of guys. Even the newer guys like a Stewart or a uh, Carl Edwards, uh, Matt Kenseth. Brad Kozlowski. Brad Kozlowski. They would not be throwing these cars in there like a cannonball because they know how to drive. Now, I'm not saying that a driver like Chastain or any of the guys that was just cannonballing their car at Coda don't know how to drive. I'm just saying the desperation level and the <clears throat> sacrifice of others, and it's not really sacrifice of others, but... Um, it's just the fact that you're just you're just plowing through there. You're a bull in a china shop. You don't care what the consequences are. Because your car ain't gonna get hurt. You know, all you gotta do is keep it straight. Yeah. And there's no repercussions for that. I just I just don't like that type of racing, I guess. On Well, and you know, to me to me there shouldn't be such if I'm I, that to me, Coda wasn't designed for NASCAR. You know True. what I mean. True. So, um, my thing is, turn one and turn two are going to be a lot smoother transitions than Coda's turn one is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I might have an uphill curve, something like that. But, you know, when you get that much horsepower in 38 cars heading towards a 90-degree turn at turn one, coming off a restart, there's gonna something's going to happen. Well, something's going to so, happen, yes. And, you know, I'm not going to say you couldn't put 40 perfect drivers out there and make it work, but chances are... It's going to happen because every time they had a restart, they said, here we go, let's see what happens, you know, here, and, this is the exciting part, you know, and, and things like that. But design, if you're going to race road courses, design them to where they fit the type of car you're going to race on them, you know? Yeah, yeah I get that. Um, it's just... It is exciting, though. It is exciting, and, now, and like you said, to, to say with what you're saying, that, that makes for good TV. Yeah. That's what they want. That's the ratings. That's, you know, that helps with these old, these TV deals that NASCAR and the teams are fighting about back and forth and, and, and this and that. And it makes for good TV, and it makes for good ratings. I just think it doesn't make for a skilled driver to show his skills. What skill does it take to just plow into a turn and... and knock seven people out of the way and then all of a sudden you're celebrating because you finished fifth instead of finishing 13th actually, because you really didn't do nothing yeah you know you just kept your foot on the gas and said do caution to the wind but now you got to deal with seven guys that are out and put you in a headlock if you're lucky that's all they're gonna do and and then you got to watch out for these guys next week you know so i just i don't know it just uh 
to me, I just didn't like it for the skill level. Because you wouldn't see the good, the top guys back in the day doing that. But at the same time, their cars wouldn't handle that. Whereas these guys, these these guys of today, their cars will handle that. So, I don't know. I'm on the fence because it is exciting to watch. But if I'm a driver out there on a track. The, the most talented driver is not always going to finish up there. Right. And, and if I'm running third or the leader, I'm sweating to death over 13th spot back there taking me out. I'm not so much worried about this guy right behind me. It's the guy that's going to bump four guys in between us and cause that chain reaction. You know, and then I don't know who the hell to be mad at. You know, right. yep. <laughs> I, I can't be mad at the guy that spun me because he got hit too. Yep. You know, <clears throat> it was it's the, an accordion. Yeah, it's it's the Joker back there in fifteenth spot that's causing all this crap. It and that's that's the only bad part I took away from Coda. Everything else was great. It's an entertaining race to watch. I look forward to Coda. And it's one of the few road courses that I do look forward to. Well, and it to takes seeing. a long time to make a lap, too. It does take a long time. It's weird to see what what was the race sixty eight laps or something yeah. like that. It's weird to see a NASCAR race going sixty eight laps. Stage but, one, yeah, twelve laps. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what? Seriously? <laughs> but and I think we're going to see the same thing at the Indianapolis Road Course because they have that same turn, and we seen it last year with Logano. I mean. I, I specifically yeah, remember, remember Logano just remember turn one last year, Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean it was scary. Yeah. It could have been really bad for Chase when Larson brakes went out, you know, and that you're at the N D G P that turn one is a right hand turn. Mm-hmm. You know, that curve to the right right there. And uh Larson's brakes were gone. Yeah. And he ended up using Chase Elliott to slow himself down. Yeah. And it well, it was Ty Dillon. Ty Dillon. Ty Dillon, yeah. yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah. It was Ty Dillon, but it was it was crazy that how hard he hit that, how hard he hit Ty Dillon. I thought and, somebody was going to be hurt. On right. That one. That Me was... too. And you know, it's uh, I mean, things can happen out there on that track, but even the skilled drivers, the ones that know what they're doing, things will happen. Yeah, things will happen, and it's. <clears throat> And it's crazy, and you could tell his was legit that his brakes went out just because he tried to turn the car sideways going into that turn right. to keep from it. But yeah, he didn't or get, he tried to gas it to right. try and cut that gap, shoot that gap between the two cars. But yeah. uh, he didn't get out and say, "I need to be replaced." Yeah, he didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he just got back from a, a vacation. You know? <laughs> he, yeah, he got back from an unwanted vacation. So we go to Richmond this week. Richmond's going to be exciting. We're doing a short track swing. Yeah. I I really look forward to the short tracks. I think we need more of them in NASCAR. Um, but Richmond's going to be fun, especially with the, the newer downforce package being used at Richmond. It's, like I've said before, I think it's just going to make a wheel man a wheel man. You know, um, these guys that were dependent on that downforce, helping them get grip with the tires, that's not going to be there as much. Yeah. Uh, now you're going to drive. Yeah, when them, when you go to gas on it early, the tire's going to get a little squirrely on you now. So you got to be a little more uh, sensitive with the gas. So that should make for an interesting show, I think. Um, Richmond's my, always good. Yeah, Richmond's you know, always good. I mean, and, and I don't mean it's full of excitement and crashes and everything. And, you know, it, it's just a, it's a good racer's a good racer's race. You know yes. what I mean? Those guys that love to race, it's a great race for that. It's a short track, but it doesn't really feel like a short track to me. You right. know, when I think of short tracks, I think of Bristol, Martinsville. Um, but Richmond is right there with them. 
as far as the excitement level. And it's and, up there with Darlington with me. That's what I like about. I mean, it's uh, shorter than Darlington, mm-hmm. but the uh, this it's got. I mean, all all the turns are great. They're doable. Mm-hmm. The to me, it's just like the uh, the banking is perfect. The track is perfect. The and the, probably the most important thing is, to me, is the the drivers love to go there. Yeah, you know, and anybody can win on it. Anybody that's in one of them cars, it's not a road course specialty. It's not a dirt <clears throat> specialty. It's not a super speedway. You know, going to mm-hmm. see Corey LaJoy up there. It's a super speedway. <laughs> you know, uh, but any one of them. 38 drivers can win that race you know that's that's what i like about it yeah um so what what are your some of your more memorable moments from richmond uh i have i got one maybe two i mean i'd say uh probably the most recent memorable moment to me would be uh oh uh, what they what they nickname uh spin gate you remember yeah, that? I, I, that's uh, the Boyer. one that I'm thinking. Oh, Boyer? Yeah, when they 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 accused him of intentionally spinning. And, oh, yes, yes, you know, that's one of my two, yes. Yeah, that's what... That's for Michael Watcher Bracey. Yeah. yeah, that's when he was in the 15, uh, number 15 car, uh-huh. the uh, five-hour energy, I think. It yes, was. that's what it was. That's what I was trying to think of. And, uh, you know, after... <laughs> <laughs> slows down, then just, right. oops, I spun out. <laughs> also a... But I'll tell you what. <laughs> In true wheelman fashion, when they talked to him, when he got out of the car in the pits, you know, they, Jamie Little was the one that interviewed him, and I remember this plain as day. They, she said, you know, did, you know, they're they're because they, they read, are they uh, did they red flag it and make I all them stop. I, I don't remember if that uh, if, if it did or not, but they were NASCAR's questioning on the spot. I think, I think NASCAR in, investigated during the race and after the race because. Boyer spin helped um, his teammate. one of his teammates yeah. further himself into the playoffs or get into the playoff picture. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, I remember the I remember all the headlines after that spin gate and everything like that. Oh, but yeah. Boyer, like I said, in true wheel man fashion, just to being the being the the driver that he is. No, no, car just I felt the tire. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a loose lug nut or something. Right. No, he, came off. That tire went down, and next thing I know, I was going around. You know. Yep. It's uh, <laughs> That's probably my most memorable recent memory from Richmond. But and Boyer's good about doing that, saying that, knowing that it's wrong, and having this totally confused look on his face. Like I don't know what happened. Right. <laughs> I've talked to the boys in the garage. See what happened. Somebody threw a rock out of the crowd. I don't know what happened. <laughs> you see that beer can that kept flying down? I don't know what happened, but it's crazy. The main thing that I remember most from Richmond, I remember that. That was one of my two. <clears throat> but the other is the Dale Jr., Kyle Bush, And I pulled it up so I can get a date on it. It was in 2008. I would have thought it would have been later than that, but it was 2008 when they were fighting for the lead. And Kyle Bush took out Junior on purpose. Yeah, it was obvious too. It was very obvious. Yeah. Very, and, and both of them knew it at the time. And you know, everybody in the stands was. Oh, they were, they were ready battling. to burn the place they down. They were battling. Yeah, they were they were battling it out, and and I thought for sure I didn't think Bush would have needed to do that. Um, 
Bush had the faster car that day. I remember it. Yes, Bush had the faster car. I think that's when Bush, yeah, he was in 18 then in 2008. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's when uh, Junior was in the 88, yeah. I think it was the National Guard car. And uh, it looked like Junior was getting ready to win that race, and here comes Kyle. He said, nope, not tonight, bud. Yeah. This is mine. And Junior so, went back, Junior went <clears throat> ass in first into the wall. I remember mm-hmm. it, it tore the shit out of his car. Yeah, it tore him up that night. He got but he kept, win. He kept his cool, though. I remember the the post-race mm-hmm. talk, too, and he just, he didn't. He, he didn't, didn't need say, to be replaced. No. You know, he didn't no, say he that. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he, he may have said Kyle did, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> but, no, he he kept his cool. But You could just tell it took all the wind out of his sails the way that race was. Yeah. handled you know mm-hmm. it, but you know i'm a, I, I like dale jr a lot love mm-hmm. the guy got a shit ton of respect for him and but i know, like listening to him he wasn't never my favorite driver no i, I but, agree um that's he what, was up there I, I love what he does for the sport that's yes. why i like him yeah. you know uh, he's still out there revamping tracks he's still out there with heavily involved in nascar you mm-hmm. still see him in a lot of weekend races and stuff like that but um you know he uh, he he wasn't one to go chase down Kyle and beat his ass. He no. wasn't one to bad mouth him. You know he he really didn't after that race. He didn't say a bad thing about Kyle. He didn't even mention his name as a matter of fact. But you know that goes <laughs> right back to just let's not talk right now. Right. Let me let me say what needs to be said and right. nothing more at this point because he, he knew what happened. Yeah. Kyle Busch knew what happened. Everybody knew what happened. And he knew how he was going to handle it. He just didn't need to to announce it, right? And so, it, so, it's a. Uh, but you know, on the on that other foot, you know, Kyle Busch is a a younger driver. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy he's still he's still that kid that's you know Kyle Busch was a prick in two thousand eight. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. But he's he's still that kid that's saying I'm going to be a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I'm getting this win. Yeah, and at you, that time he had, wasn't in the business for ten years yet. Right. You know, yeah. it's not like he was you a, know, a big veteran. You know, this that, that. Well, he was a veteran, not a legend. I not just say. not just not just NASCAR drivers, but race car drivers have a microsecond to make a decision on what they're going to do, and he made his. Right. He was willing to. You know, he already knew in the back of his mind he was going to take whatever tongue lashing ass whooping whatever after that race but he knew he was what he, he made his mind up in that split second what he's gonna do and he he was gonna do what he had to to win and and he did i mean he knew because he was behind him for a few laps did so he, he get, had time did to he think. get the win <clears throat> i think he did get the win yeah did he? i yep. can't remember if somebody passed him when he he dumped him or no i think i think he went on around um but he knew that spinning out NASCAR's most popular driver for umpteen years in a row oh, that yeah, wasn't he, that he, wasn't going to be welcome he, by he a whole lot of fans. Pa- he set the pace for his uh, <laughs> fan base right there. Yeah, he know? did. Because I mean, up till up till last year when we went to Bristol, every race <clears throat> I'd ever been to, when they do the driver announcements, you know, every time they announce Kyle Busch, <laughs> you know, you, oh, you hear booze, you know, and and he just comes out <laughs> smiling, about and he it. loves it. He yeah. loves it. He's so. the Ric Flair of NASCAR racing. But I looked it up. Uh, he did not go on to win that race. Clint Boyer ended up Boyer going on did. to win that race. Okay. I, I, I couldn't. Remember. I didn't remember who won. All I remember was that spin job. Yeah. 
But uh, so we're going to Richmond. What do you think some of the storylines going in there is going to be? What are things to watch? I think one of the storylines will be Bubba's mentality. Yeah, you know, I, think I really true. do. Um, I think it's. I think it's going to be a. And this this hurts me to say, but I think it's going to be a Toyota dominated race. Yeah, you know? I mean this is a Joe Gibbs track. Yeah, it is. Um, thankfully, I picked a Gibbs car, um, but uh, and I, I think with what you said with Bubba being something to watch is going to be also along the lines of this is a short track, so there's going to well, be some bumping, there's going to be some pushing, and that, that's why that's why I think that will be one of the storylines was mm-hmm. that was one of the storylines from the end of the last race. Yeah. So it's obviously going to carry something over into the pre-race of your next race. Yeah. So, so I think, <clears throat> I mean, you're not going, you're not going to a, a specialty track. And when I say that, I mean a road course or dirt or right. maybe even a super speedway, you know, yeah. but you're going to a NASCAR driver's specialty track. Mm-hmm. You're going to a oval, mile and a half. Let's see where your state of mind's at now. This is your. Right. This is what. I mean, this is day one of NASCAR right here. You yeah. Know, if, this is going to be his test. Yeah. Because so if you go out there and fail, it could have some repercussions. Yeah. Because he's already in a frazzled state of mind. So what's this? Thirty-eight other guys pushing him around. What's that going to do to him? Well, I mean. How, how, well, I can't really go there, but you got, you got a guy out there that's not even supposed to be there, Josh Berry. Yeah. That Chase will be back in a week or two. You know, they're should already be. saying he should be back sooner than expected. That's good. Chase even said it during the Coda race, you know, they, I like how they pulled him in to commentate, you know. Yeah, that was nice to get a driver's perspective on that right. track. Especially that driver. Yeah. You know. I mean, a road course ringer right yeah so it was uh you know josh berry's done a pretty damn good job of proving himself at every race this year mm-hmm. and uh who's to say he don't just slide in that 23 car could be could be we'll have to wait and see it could be interesting i think uh one of the things i'm gonna watch is like you said this is a toyota dominated track we got a Toyota that just won last week. It took Toyota a while to get to winner's circle this year, to victory lane, but uh, now that they're there, they just got one last week. Now they're going to a Toyota-dominated track. They could get another one this week. Um, so I think Tyler Reddick's going to be another one to watch. I think now that he's got that win in that new car, in that new off team, shoulders. he's taking that weight off those shoulders, and he's going to start flexing on them a little bit. And... Uh, He's a good driver. I hated to see him go to Toyota because that's for me that's the arch enemy. But hey, um, yeah. yeah, he went from he went from Chevy, which to me is the best manufacturer out he there. He went from like a dog turd to a cat turd. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, he went from penthouse to outhouse, and uh, <laughs> but his talent's showing through, and he's he's gonna do a good job because. You know, he, he rose through the ranks of these short tracks, and this is, he don't mind bumping and, and all that stuff. So I think he's going to be one to watch. 
I didn't pick him to win. I don't think he's going to win, but he could be up front. Yeah, I think he'll be a contender. Yeah, I mean, so he's fast. He is fast. Um, it, it'll definitely be a. I think, like I said earlier, I think it's definitely going to be a, a racers race this weekend. Yeah, and that that to me that's exciting. You know, like I said, Richmond's never been a huge track for the wrecks and the restarts and the all that stuff you know it's just a really good nascar fans race you know because you get to watch the racers the drivers Mm -hmm. do what they're special yeah at doing you know and and strategy always comes into play too because you don't have all them all them stupid ass wrecks and stuff you know right and that's what i was gonna ask you do you think strategy is gonna be a thing this week absolutely i kind of hope it is it will be and is it gonna go here's the big question is are we gonna have another green white checkered this week? Because it seems like to me <laughs> I'd be crazy to say no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because it seems like to me every week now we're getting a green white checkered finish. And and that's that's fine. It's fun. It's it's good TV. If it's legit. If it's legit, I don't mind. It's the ones that are not quite legit that I have a problem with just to make good TV. You know, when like Larson a few weeks ago, he had, what, a four-second lead, and we get a caution. And, and I knew we would. Yeah, the very next we, week, it was Byron had, had a two- or three-second lead, and the same thing. You know? Same thing happened. And it's like these drivers, they're showing what they can do by building this lead. I mean, you got the best in the business out here, and you're putting four seconds on them. That's, you're, right. you're showing off at this point. That's, you deserve to do that. You, you deserve that. That's what you're hired to do. But, you know, you don't, take see, it away. you don't see the NFL or the NBA saying, all right, you guys play for the next 43 minutes. Mm-hmm. Whatever the score is, it is. Because when there's two minutes left, we're going to make you tie. Yeah, we're going to take it back to zero. <laughs> and we're playing again. And whoever scores the most in the last two minutes wins. Yeah, you know? so it's 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 like, well, what? You, you, you have to have that rule there to be implemented mm-hmm. in case it is... If, but it shouldn't be it abused. Is, right. And that's... And one of my bigger fears with that is with with this um, becoming a stigma in NASCAR is viewers are going to quit watching the first three hours of a race. Mm-hmm. You know? And they're just going to go right to the last 20 minutes. Yeah. And watch it. You know? And I want... I want I want NASCAR fans to still be here 50 years from now. Yeah. 100 years from now, you know. And uh, that that's kind of the what worries me with it, you know. Right. So before we get into our league talk, I'm going to throw one more thing out there. Not looking at our league and not making your picks based on <clears throat> who's going to get you closer to the top in the league. Throwing that whole thing out. Who would be your pick to win at Richmond? My pick to win at Richmond. Kyle Bush. That's exactly who I was going to say. Kyle Bush is my pick to win. Um, I think my pick to do better than expected would be maybe a Tyler Reddick. Um, I think Kevin Harvick. But Kevin, yes, Kevin Harvick is in that. You've got Martin Truex that's in that. You've got Hamlin is in that. 
I mean, you've got a handful of drivers that it would not surprise me one bit if they won, you know, and Lugano. and I kind of hope to see Harvick win one. Logano could pull it out. Blaney could pull it out. You yeah. know, there's a lot of guys out there that could pull it out. Mm-hmm. But but when I think of Richmond, I think of Harvick, I think of Kyle Busch. And Denny Hamlin. And Denny Hamlin. Those are the three guys that I think of. That, those are at the top of my mind, yep. you know, without thinking about it. It's right. just instantly now, popping in my head. Now, this, and, and the reason I say it could be any of these guys, I mean, you know, you got what we just said, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, and Denny Hamlin. That's three different manufacturers right? this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this ain't, you know, we're not, you know, just five minutes ago, we said it's a Toyota-dominated track. So, and the reason the reason I'm bringing this up is the three drivers that we both agree on, not dark horses, but just people that could easily go out there and win this race, mm-hmm. is because of the strategy that right. we talked about 15 minutes ago. Yeah. You know, because these guys are veterans, you know, their crew chiefs are veterans, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're gonna they're gonna all three of them's gonna have a different game plan. I promise you that. Right. Because they're gonna count on, hey, well, I can promise you, Hamlin's crew's gonna do this, and mm-hmm. Kyle's and, crew's gonna do this. Right. And and you get veterans like that, not just veterans, but I'm talking legends that are still driving. They they know how to conserve fuel on a short track when you're two laps short. You know, which somebody like. Uh, you know, some of these newer guys may not know exactly how to, they know how to conserve fuel, but not as well as these other guys, how to do it at this track or that track. So, yeah, we agree. You know, those three are the ones that I think have the most, the best shot to win. Now, Although let, I didn't pick either one, let, none yeah. of those three. <laughs> yeah, now let me ask you this. And again, fantasy out the window. <clears throat> right. Who's your dark horse to win? Dark horse to win. That's a tough one. Um, because I want to say... I don't know if he would be a dark horse, though. Would be Redick. Okay. Just because um, he got that win last week. He's on a tear. And we've seen what he did after he got that win last year. You know, once he got that first win, he started tearing it up. Well, I mean, the way this is a Toyota track, I don't know exactly how he's done at Richmond since he's been in the Cup Series, but um, I don't think he's won there yet. I'll tell you, my my dark horse. No matter of fact, I know he hasn't because he just got his first win last year. My dark horse would be Chris Buescher. I think. I think. I mean, that guy's a short track specialist. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a. He's impressed me more and more every week for the last two years. I mean, he's he's climbing the ranks, right. you know, and he's got he's got a hella strong car, you mm-hmm. know, over there at uh, RFK, right? Roush, Fenway, Kozlowski, and he's got that teammate now. You know, I, I I've got he's got that K uh, teammate that, that yeah, I've got part. I, I've got that. Uh, I've got all the confidence in the world in Brad Kozlowski, you know, but he could be looked at as a dark horse also. uh, That's, that's right. And, and that's where, whenever I made my picks, I thought, well, I'm going to think outside the box here Mm -hmm. who, you know, and I, I I don't know where he's finished at in the past there, 
but I know what Chris Busher can do. Yeah. And that's why I say he's my dark horse for this race. Mm -hmm. That's that's a pretty good dark horse pick. And because Busher has been quietly, steadily improving. I mean, he's not making leaps and bounds, but he is just staying at it. Yep. Doing what he's hired to do. He's not going backwards. No, he's not going backwards. So, so he, that's a good dark horse pick. Um, so let's so, go ahead and jump into this. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's get into these league things. Um, so last last week we had Jess, Sam, and Earl all picked winners. I wasn't much on that, but. Uh, they did a pretty good job. I got to give them props because yeah. they picked the winner. And and again, here we go. We're going to talk about Jess again because yeah, she was already in the top ten and she jumped up four spots. So anytime you're in the top ten and you jump up that many, that's that's doing pretty good. Yeah, you know, she's Sam third jumped, now. Yeah, she's third place, tied for third with our HR department. Yeah, he wasn't much on that. He. He kept telling me, apparently your wife's better than better than you at this. You need to be taking her advice. I said, yeah, I might have to, but we picked somebody different. But um, So who did you pick with your... Last week I took uh, Byron, William Byron, and he, he was the, the strong car all day. Yeah, I thought he was going to win there for a you while. Know, and, I mean, between him and Reddick, I think they there was only six laps that they didn't lead the whole day between yeah. him and Reddick. And... Um, he didn't quite get the finish that you thought he was going to get, but you still he, jumped he, six he, spots. He got, but, he got fifth, so yeah, I'll take that's, it. Yeah, top five but, any day. But, but I'll tell you what, I mean, Reddick's car was stronger because when they had four new tires, when you know when they were on green flag runs, Reddick was putting down better lap times. Mm -hmm. So I mean, and it wasn't it it wasn't a minimal amount so that's why i know he had a stronger car because byron's just as good as a wheel man on asphalt that reddick is now yeah. i think reddick's got the advantage on dirt you know mm -hmm. but uh, when they're on asphalt i think they're pretty well even when it comes to being a wheel man yeah but those lap times they them two cars were, were putting out reddick's was quite a bit more than quite a bit faster than byron's and that's why i knew if we ended on a green white checker, Reddick's gonna leave him. Yeah, Reddick impressed me. Yeah. with the way he drove Coda last week, I, I was really impressed. Um, me, I picked Almondinger last week at Coda. Should be a good pick, but two years in a row he gets me a thirty something. Thanks a lot, AJ. Uh, good friend of the show, but still thank thanks a lot for not finishing the race and I'll punch him in the dinger when yeah, I see him. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. We're going to have a discussion next time I talk to him. I, he, he dropped me eight spots. I'm sitting down in 17th now because I was ahead of you. I was ahead of you for a while and you jumped up six. I, I felt eight. Uh, you know, I just, I had to listen to a lot of, a lot of crap talk this week, but, uh, once again, we got Hunter at the top, but we've got, he's, he's kind of spacing himself out from the rest of everybody. He is normal hunter fashion. Yeah, he's thirteen points ahead of second place, which is Chris. Hunter's got thirty-five points. Chris has forty-eight points, but uh, we need to change that. But Hunter, this week, I have we're we're taping this on Friday, so uh, you've already put out who everybody's picked. That's yep. how we know this. But uh, 
Hunter picked Logano this week, so I guess that means Logano's going to get a top five. Apparently is what the Sports Almanac says. Well, I mean... He may even win it. Right, so. you never know. I mean, I wouldn't think Logano would would get a top five this week just because it's <clears throat> Richmond. But, I mean, right. you can't count him out anywhere. No. But now that Hunter picked him. Hunter picked him, so he's going to do good. He's going to win or he's going to finish top three, top five. So, but, I mean, they, they, they may just give him the win on Saturday. They may. <laughs> Why even run it? Hunter picked you to win, so you're going to get it, Logano. Here's the check. But it should get interesting this week because we got one, two, three, four, five. You got to go down to the sixth person down before we get to a repeat driver. So we're going to get a little shake up there at the top. Yeah, um, that always that's always good for yeah. Business. Hunter Hunter's leading. He picked Logano. Uh, Jess is the she's the hot one right now. She keeps moving up this board. She's sitting in third, and she picked Truex, which is her. You know, her NASCAR her husband. Crush, yeah. yeah, it's her man crush, NASCAR husband. Um, she's got Truex. Our HR department picked Byron, which I almost picked him just because Who's he's, Byron? yeah, just because he's hot. But um, he's hot right now, so it's it'd be tough to go against him. Uh, but my pick for the fantasy part of this, <clears throat> even though I legit think Kyle Busch is probably going to win this, and I... You know, I would not have a problem with that. I I went with Christopher Bell. Same as me. Just because uh, he's a short track guy. He's Toyota. He's got a Toyota. He's in the Gibbs stable, which this is a Gibbs track, as we said. And he had a bad race last week. So he's going to come out probably a little pissed off and want to show something. So. Well, I'll tell you something, too. I mean, uh, I don't know if anybody looks at previous races there or not, but... I would assume some of the 26 people do in mm-hmm. our league, but the last three races there at Richmond, uh, Christopher Bell's finished second, third, and sixth. Yeah. So he's, top he's due for a one. I'm ready for it this week. My only problem with it is... is Six people picked him. Is, is <laughs> Chris up there in the second spot. Mm-hmm. Oh, Louie, he, uh, he took Bell too. I was kind of hoping to see... Chris's pick and Logano tangle up on lap one. Yeah. And both of them take a seat. <laughs> let Jess or Scott pass them up, one of the two. Or Tony. Tony's right there. He's only a point off of our HR department. Yeah. And he picked Harvick. So he's got a legit shot there to yeah. to bypass both of them. But, um, you know, Truex, Truex of- is going to be, he's going to be up there. I mean. Well, he's the Gibbs stable, and this is one of his tracks. He is, but mom picked him. Oh, so I mean, oh, that... <laughs> that's true. She's <laughs> we we talked about this last week. What a, what a what a bad run of luck. Yeah, my mom, who is Lou in the NASCAR league, what, uh, you know, it she's sitting twenty fourth out of twenty six. Right, and it don't matter who she picks; she could pick the favorite every week, and it's like they just have a bad day. Yeah, you know, I mean, so. <laughs> So, you it's, know, yeah, that's that's scary. You know, that's when somebody when somebody's out. You know, somebody's that was out. me last week or last year. Every time it, they waited to see who Chad picks, yeah, and they're like, "Oh crap, I and, picked the and, same guy." He and, did. And, and you know, Hines is on a he's on a bad luck run like that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, the guy, you know, Hines last year, man, he it didn't matter he who he picked. Pretty good. Yeah, he was in the top five all year. It seems yeah. like, and it just seems like here. 
starting off this year, you know, just bad luck. That's all it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's all this thing comes down to. Yeah, is. I mean, you're rolling dice. You're rolling dice. Especially when you get, you know, them guys that just shove people out of the way. You know, when, like, you're, you... when you're trying to pick one out of 38 drivers yeah. to do good, your odds ain't that good. You know what <laughs> no, I mean? Because, you, yeah, you're picking that one driver you want to do good, but you got to count on 37 other people out there not to screw with him. Right. And so, going into a short track, especially when we got three in a row like this, yep. it's it, these three races, well, four races, because you got three short tracks followed by Talladega. It's four races in a row where it's just you're you're rolling a dice and hoping dirt, for the best. You know? Yeah. So that's it. Could get crazy. I'm uh, Jeremy picked. Jeremy is sitting right in front of me. I'm 17th place. Jeremy is 16th place, and um. He had a little smack talk going on in the the group texts this week, but he picked Truex. I've got Bell, so I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I'd like to see my I'd like to see Jess do pretty good, but she's got Truex. But so does the guy right in front of me. So uh, if he wrecks, I'm not. My feelings aren't hurt by that. If he does pretty good, well, as long as my guy does good, all right. All right. I guess I'm all right with that. So, but we did have it surprised me. We did have a few Bowmans picked. We got Donovan, little D there. He picked Bowman. We got uh, Mike R, who's I don't know what's well, going Mike, on. With Mike, Mike R, I don't know what for going on. like I think the fourth or fifth week in a row has been auto drawn. Bowman's leading NASCAR points now. Ah, so that's so, what is that what happened this yeah. week? Possibly. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's going with a different strategy of let it roll, huh? Yeah, let it play out again. He's going to run out of drivers by the end of the year. He's going to be good ones. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to be, when it comes uh, playoff time, he's going to have the Ty Dillons and the Harrison Burtons. Harrison Burtons of the world. <laughs> well, that's that's not good when you're at the bottom of the standings. It's your dice, you roll. That's right. So. You paid your money, you get to pick. But uh, strategy comes into play here, too. It does. It does. <laughs> Playing a long game. But uh, as far as the standings go, Hunter, he's at the top again, again. And uh, I'm really, he's the only person that picked Logano. So, what, uh, for my fantasy scenario, would be perfect is for Logano to wreck on the first lap or blow a motor. Okay, he's in a Ford, so he's got a pretty good shot at blowing that motor. Yeah, he could. Hit uh, early and finish with like a 37, 38, you know, something like that. Yeah, you never know. So just to see Hunter not at the top of the standings for, for I'll, a little I'll, while. I'll go. I'll go along with that. I'll, I'll say, hey, blow that motor. You know, just so <laughs> we can. I think we got twenty five other people yeah. that'll be happy to see that. <laughs> Hunter's just running away with this thing. We he is. To, and I mean, we get. You know, we're only what, what race is this? Five, six. It's like six, something six. like that. So I mean, we're only six out of thirty six races in. You know? Yeah. And we can't let him get running out there. No. He can't have that clean air by himself. No, we gotta we gotta punt that guy to the wall. So maybe this will be the week to do that with Logano. But uh, I went with Bell. You went with Bell. Well, it was a lot of Bell, Hamlin, and uh, Truex. You know yeah. uh, the Gibbs stable. You know, it's... but I think you know. Hopefully, them boys can show up and do us I think, good. I think most of them will do pretty good. I think you'll have one Gibbs driver that doesn't do good and it just it's just 
Well, it's I be think a matter I, of luck as to which and, one don't. To, to me, and you're right, it's going to be a matter of luck because I think you're going to see Truex, Bell, and Hamlin have three different strategies before they even get to the racetrack. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we get a Gibbs car in that victory lane, Grand Paul Joe's getting paid. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, them three crew chiefs, they're going to, I think they're going to sit down, they're going to have three different strategies mm-hmm. on when to pit, how to pit. Two tires, four tires, this scenario, that scenario, just to get one of them Gibbs boys in victory lane. So yeah. it's a matter of who who gets what strategy, I think, is what we're going to see if Gibbs wins. Mm-hmm. You know, Which strategy you holds take up strategy the best? A, you take strategy B, you take strategy C, and we got the race covered. Yeah, between the three of us, one right. of us are going to hit there. Yeah, we're going to hit the bullseye with one of them. But, uh, yeah. Paul's not in last place anymore. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Paul's not in last. He is 21st out of 26. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was keeping him there just because he's a UK fan. <clears throat> oh, Paul's a UK fan? Yeah. Oh, well, he needs to be back and down And a Dallas the Cowboys fan. Oh, sweet uh, you Jesus. Know he's got two strikes against him. Right. All so, I see now... And even, I, no matter what score he got, I just kept him in 26. Okay. I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with that. It's earned. Uh, the only thing, when I think of Paul now... Is a couple of weeks ago he was the first one to hit a hundred, yeah. And there was somebody in one of those text groups that all they said was Paul sucks. Yeah. That's, that, <laughs> Paul was, sucks. that was that was Riggs. He works down he works down there with with Paul. And that's all I can I, I can't see anything you know I can't unsee that. Right. <laughs> every time I write Paul's name, I see Paul sucks. Even though Paul's climbing <laughs> climbing the standing, you're doing good, Paul. Even though you're a UK fan, yeah. but the... yeah, I used to I used to work with uh, Riggs and uh, and which is. Uh, Josh R on some of the boards, but I call him Riggs. I uh, got you. But uh, Riggs, Tony, Paul, and myself used to work together. Mm-hmm. There. Them three still work there. But uh, yeah, when Riggs, Riggs, he he he's good at talking some shit, you know. So it's I'm uh, good. With I that. expected it, but it was still funnier. Yeah, it was just as soon as, <laughs> as soon as you send the points out, you know. It was just like, plain and <laughs> two words. <that's> yeah. all. <laughs> And uh, I felt Paul's pain because last year I was the you know I was you the was first the guy to yeah I was Paul last year so I, I I feel his pain and frustration but that was just a funny text but um, well we'll get Richmond out of the way this week and then we'll be on to Bristol Dirt and yep. we will talk about that next week you got anything else to add to this I don't folks but all right stay tuned and that's keep right keep on as, listening as always thanks for taking time to click on our show listen to it uh be sure to follow us on whatever platform you're on um kind of lets us know you're out there and listening uh which i'm starting to get things on this that, that kind of show me who's listening and who's not i just want to throw this out there there's somebody in belgium there's a guy in belgium and uh, if yeah. you're listening if i call him the belgium badass he is the belgium badass I, i'm assuming <laughs> it's a he i apologize yeah. if it's not a he but if it's uh well, a woman could be a badass too. She could be, especially in Belgium. Yeah. I've heard her tough over there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've never be- never met a Belgian person, but we just want to give you a shout out to the Belgian badass. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Sure. Tell your Thanks friends. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Tune in next week. But uh, as always, like I said, follow uh, so you know when we get a new episode come out. And uh, thanks for listening. Have a good weekend at the races, wherever you go, wherever you're watching. And we'll tune in next week.
Right in the face. 